What's up, everybody? This is Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, college football and NFL draft podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined literally right beside me today as we're sitting in the New York studios, my man, Connor J. Rogers. That's right, buddy. A nice little New York City trip, uh, refresher, get ready for the draft here. And it's good to have you here. And dude, we got a pretty exciting show ahead of us. Pretty big show. One of our favorite players in the class. I think Melo's favorite player in the class for sh- uh, outside of Nikhil Harry. We got Chase Winovich joining us on the show today. We're going to talk about hair care tips. People who could see us today know that one of us needs those. It's more me than you. Um, so he can help us out. Uh, talk about the draft process. I want to ask him why he is so slept on as an elite pass rusher in this class. So we're going to get a try hard kind of guy. He's a, he's a lunch pail <laughs> player. So we're definitely going to bring that up. We're going to answer a lot of your draft on draft questions. We're going to give you our superlatives. Some of our most likely. Like if y'all remember high school, you were like vote most likely to whatever, you know, most yeah, best biggest smile, flirt, best seed, yeah, whatever, whatever those superlatives were. We're going to give you some unique ones. For the 2019 oh, draft class. extremely unique. These are not your father's superlatives. Which is good. Yeah, yeah. I think this this will be a very stick-to-football type superlative. 100%. Wrestling, TV, all mixed into this. Yeah, so I like it. It's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Before we get into it, though, we got to talk about our uh, draft week plans. A lot of Things new are coming stuff. together. And I know, like, normally we start the show, we, hey, how you doing? And then we jump into it. I, but for you guys, but the draft is two weeks away, so we want to keep you updated on what we will be doing. And hopefully you'll you'll join along and follow along with us. So uh, let's start here. Draft week, Thursday night. Connor, myself, and Adam Lefko from the Lefko Show uh, will be on a desk much like the one. If you're watching the show today, you can see we'll be in a studio breaking down every pick. Uh, we'll give you a little pre-draft show. And then as the picks start coming in, we're actually going to break down those picks. A lot of you guys have asked, are we going to tip picks? Yes. If someone, yeah. if you've watched our, our show before, you know sometimes people will text me, hey, here's the pick. And as soon as we can confirm that information, uh, we will go with that pick and tell you what's happening. Um, You can watch it live behind the scenes. We're also going to be making some videos that will be like our grade of the pick that will be put into the Bleacher Report app. So it'll be a really cool experience. That's Thursday night, Friday night as well. Connor Lefko and myself will be breaking down every pick. And then Saturday, the fun starts on Saturday morning. Stick to football Saturday. I like that. Never been a thing before. Stick to football Saturday. It's going to be a big thing. Connor, myself, and Mello will be on the desk breaking down rounds four and five. Definitely and, rounds four and five. And I might not leave the chair. We might have to yeah, go all four. We, we might just go power through right? it. But like we said, we are going to be you know shooting great videos for As every well. single yep. team. So at the end of the entire draft, you will have a full recap for whatever team you root for. Or if you want to watch all of them, please feel free. Yeah. I mean, the best thing, the best way to get these is download the BR app. There's so much content right now in the Bleacher Report app. And if you don't have that to watch it, you still have YouTube. I know you guys live on Twitter. Yeah, It'll be, you know, on the Bleacher Report Twitter. So there are a lot of ways to watch our draft coverage. And I would say, like, with the BR app, if you're listening to Stick to Football and you don't have the BR app, you're you're missing out. Because it is a great comparison. Like, we are a companion to the app. So if you want to get all my mock drafts, all my rankings, all of our interviews, like you put out one. This morning, when we're recording, uh, you and Tyree Jackson. Yep. The best way to make sure you never miss that is get the BR app. Speaking of Bleacher Report, Connor, I'm really excited about this. Thanks to our good friends at Manscaped, who I am a firm believer in this product. I'm very excited. <laughs> He's uh, never been more excited. I've about never a been more in lockstep and with you, a sponsor. You know how much he loved the sheets that he uh, ordered. Yeah, the Bull and Branch. Yeah, I did get those. I forgot about that. We were talking about what we've gotten from sponsors. Forgot about that. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Tuesday. The week of the draft, so that's going to be Tuesday, April 23rd. 
Connor, we are going to be hosting an event at Bleacher Report for the Stickies to come hang out. That's right. Meet us in person. We've been, you know, going all over the country the past year doing tailgate tours, and we haven't hit the Northeast. Which is crazy. This is it. We're going to do it. So Tuesday night, probably around 7 o'clock, we'll have some information uh, very soon this week on the exact details. But we're going to try to get some of our really uh, awesome friends to come hang out with us. So if you're in the New York area, uh, the Boston area, the D.C. area, if you can get here on train, yep. you're going to want to. Explore it. Horseback. Yeah. Yeah, you want to ride your horse? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, dude. I saw a photo of you on a horse. It was cute. I had a horse growing up. You like you owned a horse? Yeah, my mom owned a horse. You rich kid. No, we were not. <laughs> not at I, all. <laughs> um, yeah. This is like real country horse. Yeah, no fun like, fact. It was our car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, yeah, that was a pretty wild experience. Yeah. We, Terrifying. Uh, we, we, when I was two, we moved from a farm to town. Yeah, so I, I didn't, you know, my grandparents had horses. See, I, my parents did the reverse thing where they moved from the city to upstate. Yeah. So, like, my mom hated every second of leaving the city. So the only way she would be somewhat happy upstate was, like, I'm going to do the, like, I'm going to get a horse and, like, that's my thing. That's cool. Like, everyone leave me alone, but she would bring me because I was the shit. Yeah. So... That yeah, is dude. cool. It was wild. Your uh, sister's like, why is Connor riding the horse? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> so it was real country. Like Two country it. for city people. You're, you're basically at Oliver. You just don't know it. Yeah. That's why I'm going to get drafted top 10. <laughs> you but you both the, should. the event. The event's going to be fun, man. We're going to try to get some some cool guests in. I've been sending out texts like crazy trying to get some of our player friends to come out, some of our media friends to come out. But if nothing else, you get to hang out with me and Connor in the Bleacher Report bar. It's going to be amazing. So, we're going to, I mean, because we're going to do a show. We're gonna have food. We'll figure out the rest. I don't want to get sound of that. I don't want to get too into the details, but the point is that Tuesday of draft week, if you can find your way into Midtown Manhattan around six, seven, don't get here later than that because you don't want to miss all the fun. That's I mean, just find a way to do it because it's gonna be a classic stick to football event. If you've been to any of the stick to football events, you know what those get like. Same old thing here, but the cool aspect of it is it's at our home. Bleacher Report in New York City, and we have a really special space here, and it's going to be awesome to show it off to our listeners that have been yeah, so loyal to the show. It really is going to be cool. A uh, couple more things. Don't forget about the smart speaker. If you have an Alexa or Google Home, go in and add the Six Football Daily News Briefings. Connor and I are about to record one of those, and we've seen you all tweeting about it, at us about the t-shirts and hoodies. Keep doing it. We love it. If you want one, go to BleacherReportShop.com. Use promo code DRAFT to save you 20%. So we're trying to trying to help you all out a little bit. And finally, before we get into Around the League, Connor, and some draft buzz, I just want to say we uh, we went over 1,000 uh, iTunes reviews recently, and that means so much to us. It, it means more to our bosses, I think. So we all appreciate it. But we want your feedback. Like, if it's something that, like, hey, you like this, you don't like this, our DMs are open. You can DM at Stick to Football. We read those DMs. So if you have feedback about the show, we would love to hear it. We're we're almost to our two-year anniversary, and we know that the show can and will get better. So we want to hear from y'all what you would like to see us change or keep or, you know, yeah, whatever it is. with the summer coming up, we could try new things. Everybody, yeah, you, everybody loves trying new like things. Like last, last week, we did buy or sell. We got a lot of feedback. People are like, yeah, buy or sell was great. Keep it. So we're going to keep that. We're going to. We have a lot of lot of fun things for you all over the summer. All right, all right I think we made it through. We did. That's the all my announcements. Introduction. I feel like a principal, like the morning announcements. Yeah, you want to do the pledge of allegiance while we're at uh, it? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I remember it. I, in Missouri, did they make you do like prayers in the morning? No, that's illegal. Okay. Yeah, you can't do that, dude. I don't understand the Midwest. They actually so. did a representative in our area just uh, proposed a bill where you could teach uh, like scripture as an elective. 
Okay, so, so it's like you could take, take like it. Hebrew or like Old Testament. It's more oh, like see, that's cool. I think it's more like a history type class. Okay, but it's very controversial where I'm at right now. Interesting. Where I live. Because that was big in college. Like I took those courses, like a couple of those in yeah, college. I'm a history nerd. Yeah. I would have been in every one of those classes. Like regardless of anything else, like I, I would have taken eight history classes. I'm just making sure. Like I have to ask these things. Yeah, You're no, coming from the Ozarks. I like, think Mello, you know, Mello's a teacher. I'm yeah. pretty sure they say the Pledge of Allegiance every morning. Oh, we did too. Yeah, here. we didn't. That's normal. What really? We didn't once I got to like junior high. Wow. Yeah, no, you can get in big trouble if you didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So. And we're like seven years apart in age, so it's like we're not that far no. apart, you and I. It's weird. That is very strange. All right, ready to actually do our show now? Now you <laughs> yeah. guys are caught up we on have the too much fun when political we're in studio happenings together. in Joplin, Missouri. Um, speaking of school, there's my segue for today. Nick Saban came out and said he had a really good point. He was kind of like, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but there's a problem here with too many players are leaving school early and it hurts them. And he pointed to, he said, we had a player here last year, and I'm not going to name names, who left early, and he was a third-round pick. Had he stayed, he would have been a first-round pick. And maybe the first player picked to his position. Well, Alabama only had one player drafted in the third round last year, and it was Ronnie Harrison, safety. I actually agree with Nick Saban that had Ronnie Harrison stayed in school, he could have been a first-round pick. I, I really liked his tape, but you know, he was kind of typecast as a box safety. Another year of tape probably would have helped him. Well, Ronnie Harrison comes out on Twitter, of course, because where else would you do That's this? That's the place to be. And he says that the school doesn't care about players. In, like, some wild capitalization, which, like, almost makes you chuckle. And, like, that eh, school might have helped you fire off this tweet because it's just, like, random capitalization. Uh, I really do like Ronnie Harrison. And I just wanted to bring this up because I feel like in this environment in the NFL, you, you get pushed. You're either pro player or you're pro team slash league. I don't feel like at Stick to Football we are necessarily either. I feel like no. we're – I said this to you the other day. We are pro football. Like, we just love football, which is why we cover the But we are football. also pro people. Very. And that goes both ways. Right. So what I, I look at this hard because, like, I do think that had Ronnie Harrison go back to school, he could have made more money. I also think he might not care about that. He also might have got hurt. Yeah, burden in the hands better than one of the bush, right? So, like, he might have said, I'll take my third-round money now as opposed to waiting. It was nut-cutting time. It was, you like that now, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, wait till I do our Manscaped ad read. You think it's going to be nut-cutting time? Yeah. Yeah, it's the opposite of nut-cutting right. time. None with that. All right. We- he got $9 million guaranteed, uh, Ronnie Harrison did, I believe. So, um, but I, I think, like, look at look at Josh Allen for, for a different contrast from Kentucky. He would have been a day-two pick last year, probably yep. second round. He's a top five to six lock yeah. this year. But there are examples of guys who also can hurt their stock. So that's, I think that's where I take issue with this. It's not, you can't ever just say, oh, it's one way or the other. There's a lot of gray area. Like you said, what if Ronnie Harrison got hurt? Forget There's it. no guaranteed money at Alabama. Round, seventh right? Round. Look at Bryce Love. Yeah. So oh, I could do yeah. this all day. Right. I could show you one example where a guy skyrocketed into the first round, and I could show you another example where a guy is probably not going to get drafted now. Yeah. So I, I had a, I said this on radio this week to somebody. I was like, what Nick, the headline looks terrible for Nick Saban because it's self-serving where it's like Nick Saban has a problem with players leaving early for the draft. Well, of course he does because that impacts his job. Not that he has anything to worry about, but he also made a good point where some guys, sometimes guys make the wrong decisions. So I see both ends of it. I'm more on, if you're, especially running back, if you're going to get drafted as a running back, I mean, get out of school. Like, do not stay. Right. The wear and tear 
which, you know, we saw happen with Royce Freeman and Nick Chubb both stayed for senior years. And I don't think it helped nor hurt them. It just kind of is. Yeah. Kind of stayed the same. But so. and you look at the top running backs this year, like David Montgomery was a senior. But, I mean, he I think he needed to show that he could, you know, carry the yeah, load. He would have got buried in last year's class. He would have. Yeah, speed concerns probably would have ate him up. So it is an interesting debate point. And like we've said all along, I don't know that there's an answer. I, I, I Our buddy Jim Nagy said, like, well, why can't players wait till like, April to declare? And I think the counterpoint to that is because you, scholarships, National Signing Day now is early. It's not like it used to be. So, it, like, it, I'm most familiar with Texas. So, if you know L.J. Humphreys declaring for the draft, well, you got to bring in, like, they went and got Brew McCoy. Like, you have yes. to know, okay, this guy's going out. We have space for this player, especially now that Transfer you recruit portal. with playing time. Transfer portal is bigger than yeah. ever. I mean, it, it matters so much. So, it is, like... They call it like the college free agency, right? Yeah. And that's the impact it has. So I think the trickle effect is huge here. I know you have some buzz for today's show, which everybody always loves. What have you been hearing? And I know you gave away most of it on the Rich Eisen show this week. I did. Matt does not care <laughs> about stick to football anymore. Um, he asked me all of the buzz questions. It was like, oh, okay. Well, here, let me just open my notes, Rich. Um, I always, I will say he's one of the better interviewers because he just lets you get, he gets out of the way. Dude, he he's awesome. Yeah, I've had so much fun lately. Whether it's with Dan Patrick or Rich Eisen, they're both um, they're, they're both world class. Yeah, and I'm not just saying that said. now that we're coworkers. Um, that now that they're on BR Live, I've forever like Dan Patrick and Rich Eisen. Like, uh, I mean, I literally grew up watching them every day on Sports Center. Like, I would fall asleep to Rich Eisen's voice at night. Yeah, watching Sports Center. So, like, that's a cool like career moment for me. Um, I did get asked a while back what's like one of the coolest things I've ever done. That stuff is still like. I still like get excited about it. Yeah, you kind of forget, you know? right? Yeah, even like today, walking into a skyscraper to go to work. I'm from a town of 700 people, and like I just walked into a freaking. Now, what Matt won't tell you is he couldn't get into the building. I couldn't. Yeah, I had to go get. I've him. been like, here I was for a eight father years, picking up his I kid mean, from school. They basically built this company on my back, and I can't get <laughs> in the building. <laughs> I was like the chaperone, and the right. security guard looked at me and was like, "Are you here to like get him?" And I was like, "Yeah." He goes, "Can I see your building ID?" I was like, "Yeah." And then he goes, "All right, go ahead." It's amazing. Like, that's all it took. Yeah, is I, me. Who I, you know what I should have said? I should have used our buddy Adam Heisler's line. Google uh, me. Google me. The best that's line the ever. The do- yeah, the the worst. <laughs> Line ever. It's funny, but yeah. Okay, let's get into some buzz. We talked about this on the Monday morning show, uh, and I, our guy Lance Airline from NFL Network kind of started this uh, conversation, I think, but it is one that has picked up some steam, and that's the Dwayne Haskins stock was media created. Michael Lombardi was tweeting about it on Tuesday morning. A lot of people that have been line talking about it. Is a little disrespectful. It is. Yeah, Dwayne go for Haskins. It created his stock because he's good at football and had a fantastic season. 50 touchdowns. And I lo- this is no I love Lance. Lance is one of my favorite analysts. I think and, and you know when it comes to that entire network, he's one of my favorite analysts. He acts like a scout. And I don't think he even meant it like that. I'm just saying the media generated stuff. Maybe the top 5 talk is media generated. But in terms of just being a top 15 player in a first round pick in this draft, that's Dwayne Haskins generated. Yeah, I mean like I said, you know, he had what, 50 touchdowns, eight interceptions this year. It's pretty good. And he's been interviewing very well. Yeah. His, he threw really well. I think the – I agree with you. It's not fair to say it's media-generated because he was a really good player. I think what is media-generated was maybe the talk that he was going to go third overall, that the Jets totally. would trade out, someone would take him at three. That could still happen. But I think that is where, okay, is he the third-best player in this class? Absolutely not. 
I think to some degree you could say that Kyler Murray is also not the first player, best player in this class, and he's going to go number one overall. So uh, I, I think that is where I'll jump in on it, though, is that with Dwayne Haskins, this is something that like everyone's saying now, and I don't know if it's like groupthink, if it's total smokescreen, or if it's like, oh, no, this is actually real. Um, because I, I do think that groupthink is a problem, and not only in draft media, it is in football circles. And, you know, I, I sent out a text last week, and I, I asked a bunch of different people, who's the most overrated player in this class? And I got back names like Nick Bosa. Wow. Someone said Bosa. They said, you know, he, he's been hurt twice in the last four years. He doesn't have the burst that his brother had. And when he doesn't have – I'm quoting. This is not my opinion. And they said – when the play is not, when he's not in on the sack, he shuts down. And I, so I countered. I said, well, maybe that's a business decision. They're like, maybe, you know, could be. That yeah. absolutely could be the case. So I heard Nick Bosa was overrated. Um, uh, let me see who else I got here. Yeah, Daniel Jones. Curious. Good answer. Daniel Jones was one of them. Andre Dillard was one of I them. I think that's a really fair answer because I think Dillard, I think Dillard, as something I always talk about, was a top 35, top 40 player, and now is a top 15 player. And it's like, well... That seems risky. Yeah. Um, Overzealous. Josh Allen got a vote. Oh, I'm. Can I you, know can you're you, on board Can with we that. get drinks with that person who sent you that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, because we, we, we would be good friends, whoever I, it yeah. is. Um, yeah. No, Josh Allen. So those are the the names we're we're getting as far as overrated. And then I want to go to like a good news thing. Great news. Great news is that our guy, Jonah Williams, is back where he should have been all along getting top 15 pick talk. It's a roller coaster, dude. <laughs> it's the draft. Like, I, you know, my quote that they stole from True Detective, time's a flat circle. So is scouting. You start here with a player, and you go all the way around, and then you end up back right back where one. you were. Ed Oliver. Yeah. Ed Oliver is a great point. Because uh, everyone was like, oh, Ed Oliver like, is one of the best players in this class last summer. Greedy Williams. Yeah. Greedy. You know, like, I mean, the list can really go on and on. So, I mean, of course, there's guys that actually rise, but Jonah, I mean, here's the thing with Jonah Williams, Matt. Like, if you don't believe he's a tackle, which plenty of teams don't, he's a really, really good interior. I mean, he's a, me and you think he's a tackle, so that doesn't matter. But I do think that he's like a Pro Bowl rookie at Garter Center. Me too. Especially center. Yeah. It's just, People are overthinking things. Absolutely over. It's that time of year. In the though. draft? Yeah, no I know. Way. It's crazy. That's crazy. I do feel like the top 10 is starting to come into focus, though. And I know we've done a lot of mock drafts on Mock Draft Monday. You guys will want to check those out if you haven't already. But it is starting to, like, there's a little more clarity than there was even a couple weeks ago where um, I was just messing around last night, started sketching out a mock draft, and was like, I need to, like, save this because this makes so much sense. And it was like... Yeah, I mean, if it's Kyler Bosa, the Jets trade, or yep, you know, maybe it's it's either Josh Allen or Quentin Williams, and then with Oakland, okay, well, it's either Quentin Williams or Devin White, and then with Tampa, it's like, okay, well, Tampa might be where your guy at Oliver goes. Great, that'd be a home run pick. Draft for them. him, cut Gerald McCoy, home run pick for them. Yeah, I would. Is Juwan Taylor going in the top ten? I think he goes seven to Jacksonville. Okay, yeah, you've been saying that one for yeah. a while. What about DK? If DK went. Nine to Buffalo. He did visit there. Yeah, that one makes sense. Um, if Detroit trades out at eight, which is something there's a lot of talk about right now, Detroit trying to trade out. Um, I could see DK go top ten. He shouldn't. Shouldn't. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's pretty. It's risky. always like the hard part is. I just said you know like it's there's been some clarity. The hard part is tr- one trade will throw everything off because we can assume that you know Cincinnati or Washington or Denver or whoever comes up to three to get a quarterback. If they don't, 
Now, is somebody trading up for an edge? Or are your Jets going to stay? And if the Jets the move pick? out, nobody knows what they would do. No. Because, like, at three, everyone's like, okay, Quinn Williams or Josh Allen. Like, right. that's really what it comes down to. But if they move out to somewhere in the top 10 or 15, no one has any idea what they would do with that pick. Oh, God, no. They, they can't go back that far. That is pretty far. They need an edge rusher so bad. Brian Burns. And really, like, I mean, that if you get to 15, you're praying Brian Burns. Is I don't think he can get by Miami. Unless they get a quarterback. I, I, I'm a firm believer they're tanking it. I am too. They were all over Herbert, and he's not in this class. They've been all over Tua. Tua. So when it comes down to it, I could see them getting real patient. Yeah, and they got they need to they need help on the offensive line. So they need yeah they need help everywhere. Yeah, that's not not a great roster. All right, let's take our break, man, and then we will come back and talk some superlatives. I'm excited for these. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be awesome. Draft superlative time. This is the stick to football draft superlative version. Right. So. Just to give you an idea here, our first one, most likely to win the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones. So you and Melo are the, the Game of Thrones watchers of the group. I, I'm not. I need, like, I should. But you're familiar with the Very, show. Very, yeah. I am familiar with it. I've watched, like, the first two seasons or I something. I say, does Shay watch it? Nope. No, that's too much for her. Really? Yeah, we started The Handmaid's Tale. I was just going to say, I saw her tweeting yeah. about that. I started so The Handmaid's good. Tale. It's excellent. So good. It's so. a little dark. Although, but... uh, I'm in New York with you, obviously. She watched a bunch of episodes Monday night without me. Oh, so she's not a good TV, like, a good person to start a series So normally with. we have a rule of, like, if we're going to, if I'm going to be gone, because I'm gone a lot, like, we'll watch this, you know, like, we'll watch the same number of episodes. Yeah. We'll text about it and stuff. Well, I went to sleep last night. She kept going. So I told her, you have to rewatch them. Yeah, that's the rule. Yeah, so Game of Thrones. You don't make them. You just follow them. I went with Kyler Murray because I think winning the Iron Throne is not about just strength. There's, not, no, there's no Tyrion Lannister size joke no, here. No. Okay. I mean, the, you can make the obvious <laughs> comparisons. Walker's probably going to Photoshop something together. But I, I look at it as like winning the Iron Throne takes like like it's strategy. It's yes. political. And Kyler Murray Master. has been the best everywhere he's been. He was the best high school quarterback in the state of Texas. He's... Was the best quarterback of college football last year. Dude just wins everywhere he goes. And he was a first round pick in baseball. And he's going to And be leveraged baseball to football. And he will yeah. be the. Yeah. So I think the political side of it, like he's going to own it. Okay. So I took the complete opposite. I took the complete meathead side of this. Of course you did. Devin Bush. Yeah. He's just the warrior of this group. Oh, yeah. I mean, total alpha male, total will knock you out. Um, you know, in Game of Thrones, that usually gets you killed. But yeah. I'm so confident that so he's your Jon Snow. Yeah, Devin Bush is just better than everyone else. So I'm going to go with him. If anyone could take down the Night King from this draft class, it's Devin Bush. But I do like your strategy side to the Kyler Murray pick. It goes like deep into our personalities how we pick yes, people. Yeah. Who do you think actually? Who do you think wins? Uh, I don't see Jon Snow dying, yeah. but I'm still kind of believing that they all die and that oh the yeah. Yeah, the Nightwalkers win. I'm waiting for it to just all be like a dream sequence. Could you imagine? Like, how funny would that be? It's just like... I hate when shows in like that, but it just makes everyone mad. That we, <laughs> I don't think that's happening. There's too much on the line here. The last show that I watched that I, like, really anticipated the finale was Mad Men. Okay, where I, I, was I like, saw that finale. You knew it was coming, yeah. and you're like, what's going to happen? Like, my brother uh, Marcus and I had this, like, tech, like always text about it. Like, you know, is he going to kill himself? What's yep. going to happen? Were like, you disappointed? I liked the ending. You did like the ending. Yeah. I hated how The Office ended. I hated how how I Met Your Mother Did ended. you watch The Sopranos? I So I stopped watching it when football season started. You gotta start again. So like I went back. I was watching it over the summer, and then football season came, so I stopped. 
I need it's, to get it's like the most controversial ending of any great series. Yeah. I heard Lost is another one. I wasn't really a big Lost fan. I you know was casual at best, but I heard people hated that ending. So all right, I think I think our listeners will really like this next one. And and if you have any opinion on any of these, leave it in the iTunes. Oh yeah, this is iTunes Review City. And, and right I think here. this next one will be the iTunes review one. Most likely to win the Royal Rumble. Man, so I made a WrestleMania joke about AB and Juju, and it like just it went flat. I was doing it on radio, and you thought, oh, and they were like, "What oh, do you no. think of this?" And I was like, "I thought WrestleMania was last night," and it was like crickets. It's like, well, wrestling goes one of two ways, and I didn't grow up like loving wrestling. I did, but I'm in tune with like wrestling yeah. culture. Oh man, I loved it growing up. I mean, I definitely watch at times. So, like, there's people that are like all in still. And st- is so it our a- buddy Matt Canvasser? Like, is yes. he very in? Our buddy Matt Camp, yeah, is uh, covers wrestling. So this one either hits, it either hits or it doesn't for anyone. There's no middle ground. Yeah. So uh, the Royal Rumble is the opposite of the Iron Throne. It's basically who is the baddest mf'er in the ring. Yes. You know, it's like this is like Andre the Giant, The Rock. You know, uh, Triple H. Yes. Like you got to be a badass. I'm going Zach Allen. It's a, great, it's a great choice. Is I mean, he the John Cena of this yes, draft? Yes, he is. Yeah. I mean, he's just so tough and strong. I think he told us when he was on here he has a wrestling background. So, man, I, I love that about him. he plays chess. He's, like, really smart, too. Really? So, yeah. I went with Montez Sweat because when you're that big and that fast and that quick and that strong, you're probably going to win the Royal Rumble. I want to throw a sleeper out there, though, because it's all like sometimes, you know, there's that guy you don't expect to win. Rocky Sim was a two time state high school wrestling champ. So and he is rocked. So up. if we're going true to his name, so if we're going with like someone who actually would know what to do in there, it's him. Now, here's uh, let me put a plot twist on this that we didn't plan for. Who's the first one out at the Royal Rumble, which is like the ultimate disgraceful like move? Oh, man. I think Andre Dillard. Really? Yeah, he's, he's kind of big though. Kind of soft though. Um, DK would get hurt. I mean, he would like he would, like immediately get hurt and be out. I mean, we need to go with uh, Marquise Brown. Oh yeah, someone with military press. Yeah, he's way right. out. Yeah. So and he's a little banged up right now. All right, he got his boot off. Uh, I want to. You got to let me read this one because <laughs> yes, you, um, you got it. You as got the it. resident country music expert in the group, this is talking about controversy. The number one song on the charts, which people are very upset about. Who is most likely to use "Old Town Road" as their walkout song? I mean, it's Ed Oliver. I mean, Ed Oliver gave a dissertation on bull insemination at the combine, and <laughs> the standing on the horse pick with yeah. the sheepskin denim jacket, which I'm a big fan of. I mean, yeah, I'm going to be rocking one Thursday night of the draft. Woody doesn't know it yet, but you got to do it. Happen. Well, she might be cool with that because Stefan Diggs wore one on the House of Highlights show. Oh, so there it's we go. it's in like the BR apparel now. Okay, I th- maybe not. Yeah. Maybe he just chooses what he wears. Yeah, Stefan Diggs. Uh, who'd you go with for this? I went with Devin White. I mean, he tweeted out a video of him riding a, a horse. A hype video yeah. with the song on. I love Wait, so Devin White. Are, do you believe the song should be in the country charts? No, I don't. Wow, hater. I don't. No, I think the song Dude, you, is you drank your hater fantastic, and it's been stuck in my head for a week or longer at this point. Okay. But no, like, I, I'm not a big believer in, like, putting music into categories either. Okay. But, like... I have my own issues with country music that we could spend an hour talking about. Like, <laughs> but we're not going. Like, to, don't worry. Play some women instead of just yeah. like playing Luke Bryan of Florida Georgia Line and all that like you know Mad Lib type country music shit about yeah. painted on jeans and tailgates and 
Like yeah, hard pass. I want like Jason Isbell and Sturgill Simpson and so Hayley you're more Witters of a country and, rock yeah kind of guy. Like, I mean, I know Isbell's like that. Yeah, I don't listen to enough to know. Yeah, the other like people. more like Southern rock. Okay, not the candy pop country stuff. So okay, so all right. Well, I'm a fan. I do think it's like a I'm little a, insulting to like real country artists that like this song comes on and like is number one on the charts when there's like but really good people who it is a hell of a song like i was trying to get us to play it saturday on our radio show um like it's a great song and well it's actually not a great song it's a terrible song it's, it's, my but roommate it's so catchy this, yeah we've had this argument before where it's it's a one of the bad songs that's great yeah it's like call me maybe like it's gonna be like hot great, for a great, couple months, great hit, and then out, great you know? hit. All I'm right. gonna have so many people mad at me for saying all that, but Mo- I stand by it. Most likely to bear hug Roger Goodell on the stage. So that's one of my favorite moves. Somebody comes out and you just gotta smash the commissioner, basically. Just yeah, just rock him up. Yep. yep. I'm going Garrett Bradbury because I think he I is like that. someone that has not expected for four years to be a, a top. 20 pick when he gets drafted like when baltimore drafts him in the first round he's gonna be so fucking excited he's just gonna run out and somebody to contain himself yeah the emotion i'm going with quinn williams for that he's just big and fun he's so fun he's so friendly and i think he'll just be so excited i think he's somebody where you're one year starter and you have all that success but he's enjoying it so much because he didn't have to go through the he really never he's the one guy that didn't have the roller coaster draft yeah. experience like oh no who is this? Oh, he's His great. He's just been like the yeah. uphill climb yeah. the whole so way. I could see him crushing Roger Goodell in half. Yeah, man, there's a lot of one-year starters in this draft. I know. It's a weird year for that. Yeah. Really weird year for that. Really, Nick Bosa was a one-year starter. Of course. Well, yes. He was a backup. Yes. Well, because he he was a part-time player as a freshman. And so I was still productive. Yeah, because they had... Uh, a lot of good yeah, players. Yeah, they went four deep at defensive end last yeah. year. Right. Um, looking the part is important. So on the draft red carpet, who is going to have the best look? I'm going to go with DK Metcalf. Receivers. It's a receiver or a corner. It's always exactly. Yeah. yeah, I could see Greedy getting into the mix. Yeah, but I think DK. He's just when you're that big and you play that position. And you have that much like he's gonna have like the swag on the yeah. on they do a red carpet now yeah which is weird it is weird but I th- I'm gonna go with DK I'm gonna go with AJ Brown I so I actually think, I think six four two thirty it's gonna be hard to look good like you're gonna look stiff I think AJ is AJ, that a three cone joke AJ yeah still, yeah man he won't be able to tie his shoes there'll be slip ons I think AJ Brown's gonna look good uh, runner up if he's at the draft Jonathan Abram oh. Right, you should have saw the suit he wore in here. Yeah, did he look good? He came into BR and he already proved that he yeah. in this one. I love him. Yeah, I, I've been getting asked this question a lot um, when I've been doing radio. They're like, "Who are you higher on than everyone else?" And I, Abram, Abram's up there. I said Abram, Josh Jacobs, and AJ Brown. Yeah, he had a really great interview on our buddy Adam Lefko's show. Which uh, by the time this show comes out, that show should be out. So you guys nice. should go check that out. I mean. He talks a ton of shit. So, all right, last one on the draft superlatives. Who's going to have the best draft party, or what draft party would you want to attend? I mean, after talking to Foster Moreau, it's that one. Just everyone whistling. I just want to go, man. And, like, I want to go eat the, like, Cajun food he was talking up. Well, we were at Baton Rouge this year. Yeah, food's amazing. And we got fed. People we didn't even know. I think we got fed best at Baton Rouge. It's not even close. Yeah. Well, 
we didn't feed ourselves there. That's yeah. Like at Ohio State, we we grilled. Yep. Um, TCU, we catered Chick Fil A, which pretty is, good, which is great. But it got rained on, which hard. is a great. Yeah, me, me, you, and Mello carrying everything to the tailgate, getting poured on, parking illegally. Hilarious. There's so many good stories from the 2018 yeah, tailgate. TCU tour. is a sneaky, sneaky fun trip. My draft party because he he told you guys about it is me call Hardman. He kind of like undersold it too. He's like, yeah, you know, we'll have like a cookout and like right. everyone will come over and eat and hang. And like, I'm like, no, that's just going to be, that's just going to be really fun. Yeah. So I, I would go to Mikol's. Try to think like who would, I'm wondering who like is going to rage. If, if I like, were to have a draft party, it would be me. I would throw, someone asked us that, like, what would your draft party be like? Mine would be like low key. You'd spend your signing bonus on the draft Oh, party. without a doubt. We'd be popping bottles. I mean, we do that on Thursdays at home for no reason. So I would get Honey Fire to cater it just so you could okay. have it. Yeah, you have I it yet. got to. I oh, have so good. So I'm going to go. I have, I just found out this week I have a bachelor party in Nashville. Oh, man. Uh, at the end of August. Right? But, so great. I, before the tailgate right? tour yeah. starts, I start in Nashville. It, just go get your body ready. If you need me to it's, come, it's my warm up lap. My warm up lap. You can come. Let's do it. Oh, man. Traps I know, I know the spots, so. I, I, I would like to hear everyone's thoughts because I feel like we're going to miss, like, an obvious one, like, whether it's the Royal Rumble. I almost picked Dexter Lawrence because he's 340 pounds, and it's like, all right, good luck getting him over the top rope out of the ring. But I had to go with Montez Sweat because I don't think anyone is athletic or as strong as him. Yeah. In this class. Yeah, I so. love Montez Sweat, dude. It's what it, like... As we get closer, I feel like you guys are getting tired of hearing me say that. Like, oh, I love this guy. There's so many good people and good players in this class that it's easy to root for. You know, guys like Dawson Knox, Foster yeah, Moreau. the Red Star guys, too. Yeah. You know, David doubt. Montgomery. Yep. It's just really, really fun players. Miles I've even, Sanders. I've even felt that way for a while about Cleveland Farrell. Like, I, I think he's not a top five player. That's completely right. fine. But I feel like he's been slept on a little bit for how consistent he was. Yep. Yeah. I mean... He was the best player on that D-line for two years. That says a lot. Beat Alabama. Yeah. Oof. So, all right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk to Chase Winovich, so stick around with us. All right, Connor, we uh, we did a disservice to our other host, Mello, because this is, I think, his favorite player in the draft, and he doesn't get to talk to him. Our guy, Chase Winovich, on the show. Welcome, dude. We're excited to have you on Stick to Football. Yeah, Connor and Matt, you're big fans of the show. Thank you for having me on. So we were just talking to you uh, before we hit record, and I want to go back to this because it was so good I interrupted you. Your last name, Winovich, because we were talking about last names. Mine's boring. Miller, Connors, Rogers. Yeah, not fun. Not Winovich. you got to tell this story, what your name actually means. Do you guys want the long story or the, uh, the very abbreviated short one? <laughs> we got time. Let's go long. <laughs> okay, let's go long. Okay, so whenever my ancestors came over um, you know, to Ellis Island uh, in the early 1900s, uh, it was Vojnovich, which, uh, you know, apparently means wolf-like in Serbian um, whenever they came over. And how it works is when you come over uh, to Ellis Island, they usually pair you with, like, you know, somebody, a representative from, like, you know, Eastern Europe. So they think it was a Polish person. And how they say their Vs, like like uh, Warsaw, with a, you know, with a V. So when they said it's Vojnovich or, or Vojnovich, um, you know, they spelled it with a W. Um, and so that's why it, it, you know, ended up becoming Winovich. And, uh, whenever those people came over and my ancestors, um, they just were trying to get into the country. They didn't care right. uh, what the name was, but I always joke and say, you know, it's better than losing it. So yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like I was telling you before we started rolling, my original last name before Ellis Island was McCreary, which is a lot more Irish and a lot cooler than Rogers. And 
I would love to switch back to that, but I think my parents would kill me. Yeah. Do you ever think about doing that? Um, I think it would be cool, but like at the same time, it's like uh, Winnow and you know Winovich is just you know so ingrained and yeah, you have uh, a brand. You know, myself, and, it, and it's cool because it's like um, I felt like you know my ancestors came over after you know being peasant farmers in Serbia, and um, you know they got a fresh start is what they're looking for. So I, I just want to want to carry on that legacy of, of working hard and uh, just trying to be the best you can every day and uh, just excel. So you don't you don't like the. Horse. The Mitch versus Mitchell Trubisky thing. He was actually the first guest we ever had on the show, and we didn't know what to call him. So now's the time if you want to change it. Like, you got to do it right before you get into the league. <laughs> I think it's a little too late, but uh, <laughs> maybe I'll switch it after a couple of years or something. If it gets old or um, okay. we want to rebrand again, but uh, for right now, we're just going to ride with it. I do have to ask because you you do have a brand, which is rare for college kids, but yours is basically you got the long, beautiful blonde hair. When was the last time you had a haircut? Um, I actually got a cut by a female named and a friend named Becca Bachman in the Pittsburgh area. Uh, you know, she does a, does a great work. There's not very many people I, you know, I really trust to, uh, to cut my hair, uh, to cut the mane. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was a couple weeks ago. I got a couple inches chopped off. My, my dad gets pretty upset sometimes because it covers that uh, last name, as we talked about earlier. So <laughs> there's some pride involved. But um, I've been growing it out for probably like, you know three years now. It, it pretty much coincided with my switch from tight end to defensive end. And I really just think it, it gives me some special power, some extra strength, maybe a, you know um, a little bit extra speed, help the uh, run that 4.59 in the combine and whatnot. Dude, I'm the same way about hair. I only let one person in the world cut my hair. So do you travel to go get that cleaned up when you have to? Like, is she the only person in the world that's allowed to cut um, your hair? No, she, she, she's not the only only person, but, you know, that list is very short. It's probably down to, like, two or three people nowadays that, you know, I, I really get a cut. If, if not, I just I probably just let it grow out. Um, and, and so, yeah. Are you are you gonna keep it long? What if what if like uh, you know you hear about teams like they don't want players to have tattoos or anything like that? What if what if Bill Belichick says Chase, we want to draft you at thirty two, man, but you're gonna have to cut your hair? Would you do it? Um, if you want to draft me at thirty two, man, I, you know, I might have to. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. We might have to negotiate. We might have to throw that in the contract. Now, I've I've always said this to teams too, um, and, and I try stressing this because. You know, it's a fine line. It's like if if I had a choice between living in a world with or without social media, and this is a bigger picture with the hair and uh, the brand and the image, you know, if I had a choice, I'd probably live in the world without social media uh, just because it would make life, you know, a heck of a lot easier and a lot less distractions. Uh, But at the end of the day, like, it exists. And if I'm not taking advantage of it, somebody else is. And uh, it really is just such a good opportunity to a brand yourself and uh, b it's like you know I think there's there's two approaches you could take that stuff and and uh, you can try to use it for for bad and for whatever reason I, I think I was uh, given somewhat of a gift in that sense where I'm I'm, I'm pretty personable and uh, my brain kind of you know gets that kind of stuff and and how to do that uh, those types of things so uh, my goal is to and it's been this way for years is to, uh, to get this attention and then, uh, you know, divert it to, to other things and, and more positive things, uh, you know, such as the, you know, the Chad Tough Foundation and eventually uh, my own foundation. So. And speaking of the many dumb things on social media, one of them was kind of during the season and early draft season was that you were a high motor, high effort guy. And then we get to the combine and you have absolutely amazing testing times across the board, not just the 40, but the three cone, the shuttle, all of that stuff. 
were you kind of getting a good laugh during training when you saw those testing times come in and you're like, all these people are so wrong and I, and I kind of can't wait to laugh at them at the end of the combine? Um, at the end of the day, man, I, I just think I, I've been counted out from day one. Yep, I, no I go doubt. back to high school. I had my own teammates, you know, tell me what I couldn't do. I, I had a teammate look me in my face and say, you know, you're always just going to live in the shadow of my brother who, who's like a high school quarterback and he was, a, he was the star, broke all the passing records, like huge idol for me. But, um, you know, just it's just they people have always made excuses. You're too small, too short. You know, it's not strong enough. Like, you know, not smart. It's just it, it, it's just funny it, at this point. It like doesn't even phase me as much as just like like just watch, man. I, you know, I'm gonna show up. I'm gonna be accountable, um, and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna produce. So uh, the combine was no different. Like, I, I think you know people were asking my agent, you know, if they thought I was gonna run a sub four eight. I don't know if it's you know if it's because of white. <laughs> um, I, I don't know, you know why why exactly that is um you know if it's because i have a high motor and you know maybe like people think that's exclusive to you know you can't also be fast yeah you play um, hard <laughs> that's you get yeah, it's like you I get criticized hard. for that yeah. exactly it's just like it's just kind of funny it's like you know maybe i should take some plays off or uh sub myself out but um at the end of the day like like i said it, it was it was fun for me i i i, I looked forward to that process i tweeted about it last year saying um, uh, you know, I can't wait to, you know, basically go do my thing at the combine because, um, I, I just didn't think people really gave me credit for, you know, for being very agile. Um, you know, my, my vertical wasn't as good, but I always said, you know, I, I'll start dunking when it's worth three points. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to fly around and, uh, and, and sack quarterbacks. That's, that's what I like to do. So. Um, go hit some people. And for people that don't know, your 40-yard dash time was in the 94th percentile for edge rushers. Um, according decent. to mockdraftable.com. <laughs> Pretty decent. Your three-cone was 90th percentile, and your short shuttle was 95th percentile. Those are elite numbers. And to do yeah, so... So that's, that's, that's for, like, historic, right? Right. Not this year. That's all time, yeah. Okay, okay. I, I was going to say, yeah, my short shuttle was the, the fastest, of the, I think, in a couple of years recently. Uh, for address yourself. Yeah, not bad. Uh, flex on them, Chase Winovich. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I love yeah. that. I do have to ask you an uncomfortable question because our boss, the CEO of Bleach Report, Howard Mittman, went to Ohio State and he stopped us this morning. He was like, you got to ask Winovich how it felt to go 0-4 against Ohio State. So when you come to visit us in the office, Howard Mittman's his name if you want to punch okay, him. That, we'll that, walk you over to him. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you just got to point me to his office. <laughs> yeah, we'll walk you over there. Yeah. <laughs> by his legs out the window or something. He's a big guy, yeah. Uh, okay, I might need some help then. What do you guys would have to I got you. take a leg for me? Um, oh. No, I'm, I'm just kidding, man. It's it's like one of those things where uh, coming to Michigan and Ohio State actually offered me first and from, you know, Michigan was like a day too late, dollar, you know, dollar too short. Um, and so the, Michigan actually only offered me after a kid named Kyle Berger committed to Ohio State after I got offered. So Ohio State offered me, this kid com- got scared, he committed to Ohio State, then Michigan called me and offered me, um, took a visit to both places, just fell in love with Michigan and stayed with Jake Ryan and Taylor Lewan. And, um, you know, it was it, it was just a good experience. And, and I, I really fell in love with, like I said, the campus and the coaches. And um, I, I fell in love with this mission that uh, it was going to be, it, was, it was, wasn't going to be easy. And um, did I underestimate, you know, how much and how hard that mission was going to be? Uh, maybe, but at the end of the day, um, I, I knew what I was getting into and, and I was prepared that if, you know, if, if that day came and I, I never beat Ohio state, then, um, it was worth a shot for me. And, uh, and it, I, I have no regrets. I regret nothing. 
Um, I, at the end of the day, it's the uh, the person that's uh, you know in the arena fighting. That's a, a great Teddy Roosevelt quote. But um, so people can say what they want, but you know, I I busted my butt trying to uh, to make it work and, and try to make uh, try to try to beat them, and um, it is what it is. And you stayed there for, you know, obviously all four years of, of eligibility and, and got a lot of playing time there. What was that experience like? Because not a lot of people stay anymore. And I always ask the players that do and that are really successful by doing it, improve their draft stock. Like, I mean, this could go anywhere. But last year, I remember when we were talking about you before you you decided to stay, it's like, oh, we'll probably go third, fourth, fifth round. Now it's like, no, much higher than that. What is that? How valuable has that been, that one more year of playing? See, the value for me wasn't necessarily in like the draft stock, and I, it's not really like I, I never really thought about that because like you know the disrespect was there whenever I was coming out of college, you know, and like this year and before the combine, um, you know, for me it was just a matter of you know I felt like we had some stuff to do, um, and you know I I felt like the mission was unfinished, and like the fact that I still had eligibility left, like that that was something. I just, I just thought I would regret, and and I love this place. This place has treated me so well. It's, you know, it's welcomed me in and um, treated me with so much love and respect. Um, you know, so much so that I, you know, I, I don't know if I could ever repay it. Um, but the thing is, uh, it, it it helped. Yeah, you know, inadvertently. And that was thing it was it was one of those things where I, I will admit, um, you know, I, I felt like I had a lot to prove. Like I. I you know, a lot of like basically every agent, you know, told me like, Hey, you, you should come out. Like there's my numbers were, you know, like in terms of like the big 10 and uh, the country just were, were very, that was extremely productive. Um, I think I almost had like 20 TFLs, I think close to 10 sacks. And, yeah. um, you know, they're like, no way you can, you can even come close to this next year. Like what happens if you get hurt? And, uh, it goes back to the excuses, man. So for me, I was just like, I, I knew in the back of my mind, I did know there was improvements to make. Um, and so I, I came back and um, w- wanted to be alongside my brothers for one more year and, um, and just get after after people. And that, that's kind of the revenge tour came in, too. It's just like, you know, there's this I, I personally felt like, you know, that I get asked this a lot, like leadership style and stuff. And I, I knew that coming into this year, um, you know, especially after Notre Dame, like, you know, changes you know needed to be made. Um, and that started with like you know in the off season, you know switching up our, our you know um, our off season you know conditioning and working out and uh, nutrition changes, um, and then even like just a mindset shift. Like you know, you know what man, like we're, we're fed up of losing and um, you know getting our butt kicked, especially like just that previous year. Um, and so we had a mission, and and obviously it fell short. <laughs> Ohio State got the best of us, but um, it, it was fun. I, I had a blast. So. And I, I want to ask one thing, and, and I know like this might be a difficult question, but you seemingly have been overshadowed by Devin Bush and Rashawn Gary. And I think especially with Rashawn, where you're both defensive linemen, like you said, you had 18 tackles for a loss in 2017. You had 17 this year. Um, you were the more productive player. Is that is that hard for you? to? Does, do you have like a chip on your shoulder of like, okay, this guy was my teammate and I love him, but I outproduced him. Like, why am I not getting this attention? Yeah, I I have no qualms with with Rashawn getting attention. Like, I, in fact, I think it helps me. I'm getting so much attention, and um, him going possibly top five overall. I I just think, um, you know, he, he's a he's a great teammate. He's always treated me with you know the utmost respect. Um, and so I I can't. Uh, I, I feel like I'd be a terrible person if if I went out and 
especially publicly, um, and went out and said, you know, like he doesn't deserve this. I just, uh, I, I just don't feel that way. Um, I, I think he, you know, he's a freak, but um, you know, freak of nature. But um, the thing is, for me, it's like uh, you come to accept certain stuff, and, and sometimes you, that hype it hurts you, and uh, and wins can hurt you more than losses. And I think like winning in, in some senses is, is being so hyped up that. Uh, and I'm, I'm not talking specifically on Rashawn. I'm just saying, like, this is just a fallacy, a fallacy that, like, you know, you know, befalls players is that, um, you know, sometimes you get that hype and you get complacent and uh, you're not hungry, and all of a sudden um, you see this in, you know, MMA and you know, dudes get choked out uh, because you know they're they're out, uh, you know, I don't know, just just not focused on what you know what they need to be focused on and. Um, at the end of the day, you need to find a balance and, um, and you need to use that as just a motivator. And I've always been that person that was counted out. Like I said, I've talked about 30 times now, like that chip on the shoulder, you know, uh, you know, people making excuses for me, this, that, um, but like my goal is just to show up and, uh, you know, people show up and we'll eventually get paid and, uh, we'll eventually get their, their rightful dues, um. I mean, I love that attitude. Yeah, that's and you, great. And for someone in the 90th percentiles, don't sell yourself short either. I right. think you, you get the freak label as well, athletically. But you, yeah. you, you clearly have been around Jim Harbaugh enough over these last couple of years. Do you have like a favorite story or like an introduction story of being around him? Like just introduction story? Or like, like the weirdest what, moment like it, with him? <laughs> um, it's, it's tough like, for Coach Harbaugh um, because like he's just such a dynamic character that like by, I just think by telling one specific story, um, kind of cast the shadow of, you know, who he is, but like, you know, he, he's so, like I said, he's just so versatile where like, you know, he's, he, he, one quote, you know, like he'll come in before the Ohio state game, the, the 2017 and he'll quote like a whole Shakespeare play, uh, or like, you know, an excerpt. Um, and then like, you know, the next time, like, you know, he'll come in and it was before the Penn state game in 2017. And, um, he was, or 2016, excuse me. And he had concerns about, um, he had concerns about like the new, like targeting role and like the fact that like players, like quarterbacks, like were, were sliding and still getting hit. So he was like, you know, teaching the quarterbacks, like, for the whole team, you know exactly how to dive, and he he actually like got on the on the ground and was like sliding. Uh, like, this is how you do it, like, and so everyone's cracking up, you know, it's just like, um, but it, it, he just is such a, a passionate individual, and um, he's so creative in the in the things that he does, and I mean, like, I, I mean this in the best way possible, like, um, even if he's not like a true creator, he's like the ultimate innovator. Um, there's nothing like the NCA, like I think like rules wise and stuff that, um, you know, like they try to limit spring practice and like traveling and, and get at that. So, you know, he, he goes after, you know, we, we go to like, uh, Europe after, uh, spring ball is over or, uh, he just, he, he's very creative in the stuff he does. So, um, I, I, there's not one specific story. All right. I got, I got one more question for you before we're going to play a wordy association game with you real quick, but one question so- and you got, I want you to be completely honest with this, okay? Is yeah. Old Town Road a country song? The, the remix is for sure a country song. Oh, okay. I, like, I just think, uh, it, you know, it sounds like, it's, it sounds like country. Um, I, I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to give a specific answer as to if the original <laughs> one is or not. Um, but like, it sounds like country. 
um, it, you know, it has the same the same uh, tune as a country song would. It just, I don't know. It's just to me, it's, it's definitely country, and um, you can make the case of the original as well. All right. That's word, it. Let's word do association. So word time. association, dude, is is pretty self-explanatory. We're gonna say a word and we just want the first thing that comes to your mind. It's like not long answers, like uh this, yeah, this is like a uh, a psychology test. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> kind this of. is like a stick to football combine. Oh, okay, first yeah. up, uh I'm gonna cheat, Connor. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one here. Go ahead. Ohio Connor State. Two ends, everybody. Connor That's right. two ends, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, don't spell it wrong. All right, all right, here we go, Chase. First one, Ohio State. JT was short. I love that. Jesus, that's amazing. All right. Shea Patterson. Next question. (laughs) Okay. Jim Harbaugh. Love that. Friend. Dwayne Haskins. Accurate. Urban Meyer. Winner. Last one. Taylor Luan. Goat. I love it. Uh, have you, uh, uh, you're over 21, I think, so I can ask this. Have you ever, yeah. you ever chugged beers with Taylor Lewan? I actually think I might have as a recruit. I, I think I chugged <laughs> one beer with him as a recruit. There and we he go. just like, he had, he had to go like write a paper. So like that man is the ultimate, uh, <laughs> he's, he's awesome. So we've had, a, he's been on the show. We've had a good time with him, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's great, man. I, I, I love to uh, be a Titan and play alongside him. There we Oh yeah. I mean. We've uh, we've compared you to their head coach Mike Vrabel, so it's a fit, right? Yeah, that is a fit. I love Coach Vrabel, man. He's 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 awesome. That would be a huge honor for me. Awesome, dude. Well, we this is a huge honor for us. We yeah. appreciate you coming on. Um, and we like we messed with your schedule to make this happen. A lot of people don't understand. Sometimes we're like nagging you for a couple of days to make this happen. So we really no, appreciate no, it, no, dude. And I understand it's tough sometimes, man. Uh, but I really appreciate you guys for having me on it. Like I said, I'm a big fan of the show and a big fan of Bleacher Report. So thank you so much. Can't wait for next time. All Chase, right, you're the man. Talk to you soon. All right, Connor, no popping cans, but it is draft on draft time, Drinking buddy. coffee, dude. Yeah, I'm on OJ still. I have, uh, whew, yeah, I got to get some food in me. After this is the earliest sure. stick to football we've done since the Ohio State tailgate. Yeah, it's early, man. It's uh, I, I woke up at like 6 today because I did the Ross Tucker podcast and then like how do you like showered and packed and organized yeah. and, and it's uh it's been a day and looking like humans again right so Ish. but we didn't get to do this Monday we didn't get to do right. this on Tuesday yes that was the thing stick yeah. to football Tuesday with me and Tyree Jackson stick to football is eventually going to be a five times a week podcast I mean we were just talking about how it's going to be stick to football Saturday day three of the draft so we got to do draft on draft for you guys we're not sleeping on that we're not forgetting about you yep. so the first one here from Bull Bitler. And I want to I want to shout this dude out because he tweeted us the other day and he's like, I created a Twitter just to like hit you guys up. That's amazing. So welcome. We That's appreciate awesome. That. From Bull Bitler. Flacco Manning, Dalton Carr, Rosen Murray. Who is your best chance at winning a Super Bowl this upcoming season? Carr. I'll go really? I'm taking Carr. That's a I like that pick. I'm going with Kyler Murray. To the Cardinals? Just in general. I think he's just talking about if you had to pick a quarterback, yeah. not the team. Now, if we, we could put a spin on this and go with the team, I'm going with Derek Carr. Okay. He said for this upcoming season, so that's why I'm going, like, not in their career. Yeah. This this coming year, I got to take Carr. You got A.B., Tyrell Williams. Fuck it. I'll ride with Cliff and Kyler. Do it, man. Hey, crazier things I don't like happen. this group <laughs> at yeah. all. God, dude. It's a yeah. it's awful group. I, I I do think we're, there's another draft on draft question about this. So I don't want to get into it too deeply. I like what the Raiders have added. A lot. 
AB, Tyrell Williams. They got Trent Brown. They got JJ Nelson, sneaky good slot player. Isaiah Crowell, who's eh, he's okay, but like even on defense, like Brandon Marshall, Vontez Perfect, Lamarcus Joyner. Um, they, they got um, Josh Morrow, who I liked coming out of college. Like he's a pretty good five technique defensive end. Like they've had. Now the thing is, like we say with the Browns and everyone else, like you got to put that together now, and and can you coach that team? It, Gruden. I think Gruden's actually a big enough personality to be able to hold this together. So. Yeah, I'm with you there too. And I, for some reason, I mean, for a lot of different reasons, I have a lot of confidence in the scouting staff that they are going to do a really good job with these four picks in the top 35. I yeah. think just having Mayock in there working with the scouting department filters Gruden. I don't think it'll pressing, be the flashiest draft, which is great, but it's just going to be like, oh, that guy's a knockout puncher. If they can get three out of four starters with those picks. If you man, you should be able to. I think so too, especially in this class where you could do some damage at those. Like they still need a defensive end. Like Josh Allen is what they have to be hoping for. I would think. Here's the thing, because I know you've talked about this on the Rich Eisen show. Do you really think they could take Drew Lock at four? Yeah. Now I really do. do. Who is the one doing that? Both of them. Both of them has to be. Okay. And like, you know, we used to work with Chris Sims who played for John Gruden and he said before, like Gruden hates young quarterbacks. So like that would like, that's my biggest hesitation. Yeah. Um. So I, I do think you, obviously they're spending a lot of time with all the top quarterbacks. So it does make you wonder a little bit what's going on, but I think more likely than not, and this is what I said to Rich is that I think they're hoping and praying someone jumps them for a quarterback and pushes a Quinn and Williams or Josh Allen down the board, because guess what they know? They know the same stuff we do that. If the Jets can't trade out at three, they'll probably take Josh Allen. Maybe I they st- really I want Josh Allen. I still think they take Quinn and Williams. Or either one. Either player. Okay. Like, either way. Yeah. And like, okay, well, the Raiders want that player pushed down to them. So they're hoping that the Giants or, you know, the Bucks, the Bengals, the Dolphins, the Redskins, someone trades up to that spot to push a non-quarterback down. That's, that's my theory. But I know... Um, Oh, I almost said that person's name. That would have been bad. I know <laughs> Jesus, someone told man. me this week that they thought the Raiders would take Drew Locke if if Quinn and, and Josh were gone. That won't happen though. It shouldn't. Shouldn't happen. That can't it happen. really can't. Yeah. So like basic math says that yeah, can't that happen. Bosa would be there if that happened. So that would be um, wild. I did want to read one from iTunes because I feel like sometimes we do forget about the questions that live yeah. in there. This one from Flair JJM. Thank you for sending this. Uh, and thank you for the five-star review. What is the best position to build around on defense? And who would you choose for that position to build around? So I'm going to surprise you, I think. You're going to say corner? No, I'm going to say defensive tackle. I am surprised. Yeah, I, a lot corner, edge rusher. I think you got to build from the inside out. Like, Closest to the ball out because look at what interior pressure does as defense. So, like, so to your point, like you want Quentin Williams for the Jets. This is your argument. Well, we want interior pressure because I want an Aaron Donald type impact or yep. Fletcher, Fletcher Cox, Cox or That's Gerald McCoy, you know, whoever. Yeah. Uh, Chris Jones, you know, like I want a guy like that because we saw in this playoff season, D Ford got shut down, Trey Flowers got shut down. Khalil Mack really got shut down. Outside pressure is so hard to get home with how fast the ball comes out these days. So I would actually take interior pressure. And if I could pick one guy to build around, it would be Quentin Williams. From this draft. From this draft. Now in yeah. the league, you'd take Aaron Donald. Oh, without a doubt. I'm with you all the way on those. Yeah. All the way. Um, I I still, I'll ride with my guy, Ed Oliver. I like Ed. I think I, he can I be really special do. inside. Um, like Geno Atkins, like premium. 
I think the worst thing that ever happened to Ed Oliver was people compared him to Aaron Donald, and it set the expectation. Totally, totally and he's did. just not. No one is right. No one has not ever a been. Knock. No. no one has ever been. That's the crazy thing. I, I'll tell you, man. Draft four hundred is fantastic because it's easy to have opinions on players, but when it's like I say, nut cutting time, that's not a manscaped ad read, but it should be. Um, you ha- when you have to put that number grade next to the player, and it you put everything. I got notes on top of notes on top of notes, and when you put that together. It's like your your true feelings on a player come out. I got Ed Oliver six overall. There you go. So which is great. He's good. He's a really good player. Great which player. like he's been like in that six, seven, eight all year. So but when you lock it in, it's like, oh, okay, that's yeah. who he is. Yep, that's exactly who he is. Yeah, I love the iTunes question, guys. Keep sending those for sure. Um, how about Matthew Edward? Got a question here. With the Lions seemingly desperate to trade down, who would be interested in trading with them, and what would they get? Ooh, maybe Washington comes up I, for a quarterback I think there. it does go back to those quarterback needy teams yeah. because, um, you know, Detroit is not going to trade out if they can get a premier player. Let me throw something crazy at you. You're going to say New England? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Close. Kansas City. Oh, I could, yeah. What if Kansas City came up for Montez Sweat or Brian Burns? They have, uh, so Kansas City picks at 29, 61, and 63. It would probably take all three of those. It would definitely, you'd think. Yeah. But... If you're Kansas City, who this year with Pat Mahomes and a lot of other good talent yep. is thinking Super Bowl, right? Do you just go for a premium player in the top ten? Oh man, Chris Jones and Ed Oliver. Think yeah, about the it'd possibilities. Be great. It'd be crazy. I personally wouldn't do it because is it? I it's not crazy. I wouldn't do it if I were Brett Veach. I wouldn't do it. Okay, because I think they have too many needs. Okay, I actually think that's not. Like, that roster is not as good as people think. It's not, but they have the best quarterback on the planet. And they have the second best coach in football, in my opinion. Yeah, he's great. So, like, he's somehow still underrated. Yeah. Yeah. So, I would, I would rather sit at 29. And if I have to take Garrett Bradbury or Trayvon Mullen, I'll do that. And then I want, I want that pick. You know, at, at 61, like, you're probably trying to, like, Eric McCoy's not going to be there. Like, you're you're probably hoping now, that Elton Jenkins falls, you know. Yeah, and then you're getting into Kajus' range yeah. and the the what's left of the wide receivers when that run goes. Yeah, I mean, they need, tight ends. They, you know, they need they need center. They need a number two tight end. They need an edge. They need, I still think they need a corner. Yeah, I think the dream scenario, and it's something that you and Melo have done a lot on Mock Draft Mondays and talked about on Fridays, is Garrett Bradbury falling to 29. Yeah. That's like the dream chief scenario. Yeah, so. I agree. Um, that's a tough team, man, because they they are. I mean, they're going to be a Super Bowl favorite contender, yeah. at least, and they have a lot of holes. In we got roster. a Lions question, and we turned it into a Chiefs answer, but yeah. no, but that does impact. That's the <laughs> the Lions could have some options to get out. Yeah, of that I do. I mean, again, let's go back to the quarterback picks. So you have Denver at ten, but yeah. like no one's trying to to jump Buffalo. Like, no. that's the hard point. So, like, if you're jumping Buffalo, you're jumping them for an offensive tackle more likely than a quarterback. So, like, would Atlanta trade up? Would Miami trade up to get a right tackle? Like, Is somebody going to get cheeky and get real crazy for DK? Yeah. I think that's the hard thing about Detroit, though, man, is that, like, you when you talk about trade-out scenarios, you know, like, you look at the teams directly behind you and what they have a need for because you're ultimately trying to jump that team. Like Buffalo is they, they checked a lot of boxes, like I said on Monday morning in free agency. So like what are they trying to draft? Is it a receiver? Is it a big receiver? Are you jumping someone for DK Metcalf? Are you jumping someone for TJ Hawkinson? Like Yeah, I don't think so. That so, but I mean that stuff does happen a lot. Either way, it's a good question because it brings up something that we don't talk about enough, and that's teams outside the top five trading out. Yeah. 
and I'm sure they would love to. Just got to find it. There's always partner. a surprise. Always. Uh, this one from my friends in France, Jets, France. Guys, where do you see offensive tackle Mitch Hyatt from Clemson going in the draft? So I think Hyatt is really like a sixth, fifth or sixth round kind of pick right now when it comes down to it. I, I don't think he's in this group of even tier two. Offensive I agree. Um, I have him in the two hundreds range. Yeah, so yeah, he's a priority free agent type guy. Yeah. Um, or not probably free agent. My goodness. Um, he's just not a premium pick. I, I think he's, yeah, like round five to seven. Yep. He could be a really good, probably a sixth offensive lineman. I wonder if he's a dude that, you know, teams look at and like, okay, maybe we try to move him inside a little bit. Yeah. I I thought he struggled a little bit quietly. I did too. This year. Yeah. So I, that's a, it's a tough one for such a good team, but I think he's just, he's not in the top tiers of this offensive line class. No, kind of as simple as that. Really not. JQTV, our guy, uh, part of the Stick to Football Hall of Fame. We love the stickies. You guys are amazing listeners. And, and this this little subgroup of that listener base, we definitely love all y'all. So he has a question. He has a $20 bet that the Raiders go 10-6 and six and make the playoffs. And he's betting one of our Chiefs friends, uh, Mason Whitlock, who's a Chiefs fan. So we got a rivalry here. His question is, how, uh, how possible is his hot take? Could the Raiders go 10-6? and six? And make so, the playoffs. I really like what the Raiders are doing and think they're going to be a lot better this year. They are in such a tough division to go 10 and 6 because the Chargers are still really good. Yeah. And the Chiefs are great. So, are we going to have a division where there's three teams with 10 or more wins? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think so. No, it's definitely not. So, I don't think it's insane because you only have to have one thing go your way. Right, like right, and I think too, like there's always a worst to first. The Raiders, to me, this year will win eight games, and it'll be viewed as like, okay, Gruden's go- got this thing going in the direction he needs. Twenty twenty, they're going to the playoffs. That's what the Raiders are to me this year. They're like a good eight and eight. You know how there's a bad eight and eight, right? The Raiders yeah. could be a good eight, right? Where you get where you're getting closer, yes. You're building something. Like, the Chiefs would have to stumble pretty far, and that's hard to see with the league MVP at quarterback. Yeah. And it's hard to see with Andy Reid. The Chargers, maybe? I don't know, man. They were really good last year. Like, they were really good. But, maybe. I just don't see it. So, hey, it's 20 bucks. Worth yeah, 20 it. bucks, 20 bucks. That's like case of Natty, dude. Uh, Jason Kyle... Bob Quinn hasn't gone outside the Big Ten SEC for any first, second round pick outside of T's Tabor, all high floor guys. Shouldn't we just pencil in Hawkinson at this point? I mean, it feels like it. Yeah, it's not crazy. I don't know. I th- I just, doesn't it feel like, yeah, I think, I mean, that's a pick we really liked for a while. Yeah, I, I mean, it fits the mold of that. Team. It really, really does. It, it absolutely fits the mold. It fits a need even after getting Jesse James free agency. Um, I think on the on the flip side, it could also be Rashawn Gary. Oh, but I mean, yeah, I, I know how you feel about him. Uh, <laughs> even at eight overall, I'm getting tired of reacting that way. Yeah, I mean, I have Save him. It. I have him in the top of like the second round, so I don't like despise the player. Yeah, it's just early. So, yeah, to answer his question, I like penciling it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, Mello actually just texted me an idea for the Friday show, and I, I think you're going to love it. Okay. Can you spoil it or no? Um, so it's called Say Something Good. 
So I'm going to make you say something good <laughs> about Rashawn that. Gary. That's what uh, like people like don't understand a lot of times because we don't like screenshot our group text about the show. But like Mellow's our content guy. Without it, you're like, hey, let's come. Oh, well, buy or sell was was mine, so maybe not. Draft on draft was your idea. Yeah, superlatives was mine. Yeah, today. that was good. I like that. So we start owning our segments a little yeah. bit. Uh, all right, next question from Ryan Rayburn, longtime listener, first time caller. What are some of your Red Star players' dream landing spots? Personally, for him, Chase Winovich on the other side of Frank Clark in Seattle would kill. He's going to hang up and listen. Uh, that's a that's a good yeah. listener. Um, um, I like his choice. David Montgomery to the Chiefs, I've been saying for like nine months. Yeah. It's not going to happen, but like... It's a dream fit. It's a dream fit. Yeah, so my Red Star players were Dawson Knox, Debo Samuel, Darnell Savage, Zach Allen, Drew Tranquil, yours, Miles Sanders, Miko Hardman, David Long Jr., Anthony Nelson, and Drew Sample. So for me, Dawson Knox is like a dream scenario. He's like, go to San Francisco at the top of the third yep. round and be the number two tight end with George Kittle. Okay, so Miles Sanders for me, go to the Eagles, be their running back. Yeah. Right. I mean, I know they have Jordan Howard, but that's a one-two punch that makes things happen. Right. Uh, Debo Samuel, like, I think a lot of people want Debo with the Niners. I, I think with the Colts, if he can somehow get there, like, he would be so good with the Colts. I like that one a lot. Uh, uh, yeah, we talked about the Niners on Mock Draft Monday. Miko Hardman, for me, I know I put him to the Chargers on Mock Draft Monday. I, I want to see him go where they can air it out. Yeah. And that's going to be either Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis. You know, I would also love him with the Rams. Yes. Like, even though they went, like, they would just give him so many, oh, well, so many things underneath. Yeah. The scheme, the, uh, the schemes McVay would draw up to make him win vertically or even just the manufactured touches. So your next guy was Darnell Savage. Yeah. And I, again, I, I think Darnell Savage is a perfect New England Patriot. Okay. It feels like a cheat of an answer, but his range, though, like he could play that kind of Devin McCourty role with he has great speed over the top. Um, so I, I think he would be good there. Houston doesn't need a free safety because of Justin Reed, but that that type of fit for him, like that defense would be good. Mine was my next one was David Long Jr. I would actually like to see the Bucks not take Devin White fifth overall because I yes. think they have bigger pressing needs yep. and get David Long Jr. later on in this draft because he's the type of undersized, speedy, playmaking linebacker that would fit really well under Todd Bowles. Yeah, uh, I'll do one more. Zach Allen. Zach Allen feels like a New England Patriot. So does Anthony Nelson. Yeah, or the Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, you know, one of those teams. Yep. I could see Zach Allen of Baltimore as well. Like, you think of those kind of tough, gritty teams. Um, and Cleveland's on the way up in, in that area as, to, as well. I'm going to finish just because I got four out of five. Might as well do five yeah, do out it. of five. Drew Sample, tight end two for the Jets across from Chris Herndon. Oh, God, yeah. And they're so different. So that'd be fun. Perfect compliments. Yeah. Andrew Harbaugh, last draft on draft question. Which organization would you prefer to be drafted by as a prospect? Which would you not want to be drafted Ooh, by? That's a fun question. I used to always say the Green Bay Packers is where I would want to go. Yeah. The, the history, you know, the, cul the, fans. the culture, the fans, yeah. the small town atmosphere. Um, I don't know if I feel that way anymore. It Whoa. feels like they have getting bullied whoever, by Aaron whoever you want to point kidding. the finger at, kidding. like whether it's Rodgers, McCarthy, Mike Murphy, wherever the, the problem lies there. I think we all can yeah. agree there has been a problem. Um, so I, I don't think that I would want to go there. I would want to go to the Rams. I was trying to think like somewhere would be you, fun. You know how much I love Los Angeles and right. I would want to go play in a light. You know, spirited atmosphere. Yeah, where it's like McVay and weight have built. You want to go to the Cardinals and get yourself and they wink in meetings. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That got blown out of proportion. Yeah, it really did. And maybe this says a lot about the fact that I just secretly love Kansas City, but like I would want to be a chief. You got to play with Pat Mahomes. No, it's really, it's really cool. 
It's really like, cool. Where would you not want to go? Oakland because they're moving. It's like, I just wouldn't want to deal with that. Like, I, lo- I think the Raiders have the best uniforms in football. Like, yeah. I love that uniform. Um, and I, like, I really like John Gruden's energy. Um, I think he would be fun to play for, but I just wouldn't want to deal with the bullshit of having to move, especially to Vegas. Nobody likes moving. Yeah. And I really think Vegas is super overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I'm trying to think of like a really like in the weeds one of where I wouldn't want to go. The Vikings? I was going to say that because I don't really want to be in oh, the cold God. all the time. The Bucks. I don't want to live in Tampa. I know yeah. our producer Dan's from there, but I don't want to live there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an inside joke. You know what's it, funny? The most conflicting one for me is Miami. Because oh, right. I love yeah. Miami, but I've heard from people that they just they just don't care about pro football right. there. Like there's a lot of Dolphins fans because it's a you know it has a great history as a franchise. But right now, yeah, with where Hard Rock is and stuff, they just don't care enough. Oh, I just you've made me think of my answer. Final answer here. Buffalo. Dallas Cowboys. Oh. What? That's where I want to go. Oh. I thought you wouldn't want to go. No, no, I want to go there. I want to go there. I wouldn't want to go to Cincinnati. That's my pick. They're cheap. They they don't, I mean. Oh, that's my pick. Yeah, they're just so cheap. I don't want to go to Cincinnati. I want to go to Dallas. Jerry Jones takes the best care of his players. I want to go there. And And when you're a cowboy, there's just something different about being a cowboy. Right? And I I actually don't like their uniforms, but I would get over it. They're going to walk out to Old Town Road this year. They would. They absolutely would. I can see Dak doing it. That'd be great. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'm picturing Dak now in a cowboy hat, walking out to Old Town Road. I wish we had the rights to play that song. Speak it into existence. I wanted it to be our intro song for the week, but I don't want to burn it out. That's my problem. It's it's, it's already played already out. Happened. It's already played out. Yeah, we need so. to find the next one. Damn man, fun show. It's always good to have fun you show. Here. Yeah, it's great to be here. The shows get a little weirder when we're together because we can actually see each other and and we have inside jokes to tell. But I purposely take it off the rails too. Yeah, I know. Yeah. That, me and Matt had this conversation off air that like we've been talking about this draft class since last July where it's not that we're like spent or tired of it. We're right. just waiting for draft week to be here to like, like, cause I'm sure some of you guys are like, Oh, I wish you'd talk more about like day three players. And some of you guys don't want that. Right. Like we're just waiting for that three day stretch to give you what? 20 hours of analysis, not counting yeah. the grading videos right. plus the podcast after the fact. At, so 40 hours of analysis. So if you're just, you know, super into that, it's it's coming. Yeah, it is coming. And, and we definitely, like I said at the top, we appreciate the hell out of you guys. Let us know. We want your feedback, especially as we get into the summer months and reevaluate what worked, what didn't work this yeah, year, what we want to do, try new stuff. Let us know. Tailgate tour schedule is coming out right after the draft. Is that the, that's the official word? I'm pretty sure. Okay. So it's been set in my phone for like three months. So I'm excited yeah. to share it with the world. I believe we'll be on the road six weekends this year. Yes. And we're... Crossing the country. Uh, yeah. Little hint here. We will be crossing the country twice. So you definitely will be. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do for the me. Everything thing. is cross country. That's true. <laughs> That's true. A lot of great trips planned. I think you guys are going to love it. Maybe they'll be local for some people. Here's people a little Easter a egg. Let's just give a drop one little hint. <laughs> he can't. He cannot contain himself. If if approved, the first one we might throw a luau. Yes. So there's your hint. yes. Figure it out and. The answer is not Hawaii. <laughs> not in Hawaii, at least. Oh, so, we'll see. I can't it's fucking wait. I can't be, wait. Yeah, Six football Hawaiian shirts. That's happening. I don't care if I have to like, bootleg them. It's happening. Uh, we've done it I've before. I've done it before. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. doesn't make everyone happy. I need a but. BR vest. 
Yeah, you're a vest guy. You'd fit in really yeah. well in Wall Street. Yeah. Which is weird because that's not you at all. No, it's become like a thing. It's We started it in the Midwest. Have you seen the Instagram account called Midtown Uniform? No. It's like kind of how you dress when you come here. All oh, the time. that's amazing. Yeah, it's called. That's so good. It's called Midtown Uniform, and it's just people walking in Midtown in how you dress. Oh, it is me. I'm probably on there. <laughs> wow. Man, I know yeah, our dude. stylist today. 128,000 like, followers. Like, we got to do something different. This is getting a little boring. Yeah. I was like, oh, Which well, is, that's what's thanks. great about Woody. Appreciate she keeps it. it fresh. She does. She keeps you cool. She did put me in a bomber jacket uh, yeah. today, though. That's, and I was like, hey, like, that's not really me. And she was like, I was just seeing for sizing. I, you're not wearing a bomber jacket. It's like, oh, good. Thing. Dude, we could be like, um, what's it called with Tom Cruise? Top Gun? Yeah. I mean, if you want us to like come in costume like Halloween, we'll so do my, it. So my problem is I've thought about Stick to Football Saturday so much the last couple weeks with me, you, and Mello. Yeah. Where like for every 10 picks, I want to wear like something different. So I but, thought about it too. Like, should we wear like jerseys? Like rep a team? Or should we wear the Stick to Football stuff? Cowboy hats? Cowboy. Uh, maybe we go costume like Halloween party. That'd be sweet. It'd be hilarious. I don't know if they're going to love that. I'll shave to a mustache and wear a cowboy hat. Yeah, with your new man skin look like, gear. Yeah, look like Freddie Mercury is what Mello always tells me. And I shave to a mustache. So <laughs> I think it's a compliment. It's time for the show to end. It is. We'll be back <laughs> Friday morning. All three of us, by the way. We've got some new segments. We're going to do buy or sell. We're going to do say something good. And uh, that's going to be real interesting. I'm going to make us each say something good about each other, too, just to keep the egos up. <laughs> all right, for Connor, this is Matt. We'll talk to you all in two days. Can't wait. Thank you.